Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. Laist Studios. Should we walk to a spot? If we keep going this way, we'll eventually reach a part where we can actually go down and, like, be near rocks and stuff. I've never, I was just telling Brian, I've never actually been down to the river. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to LA. We're visiting the LA River again. Last time we were here, you heard me kayaking. But today, we're looking at another way of exploring those 51 miles of water and concrete that run through our city. In that maybe semi-delirious state you get into when you're just working for a really long time, we're like, we should walk the river. We need to walk the entire river. So we're over in Frogtown by one of the lush, soft-bottomed spots on the river, surrounded by the breeze, bike riders, and ongoing construction. There's a bird over there that I can't stop looking at. Look at <laughs> and birds. The white one. The white one. Yeah. Oh, a snowy egret. Oh. A snowy egret. A snowy egret. Do you want to come over here and answer some questions? <laughs> Just squawk at the mic, please. Yeah. <laughs> That'll sound really nice. Today, I'm talking with two members of the 51 Miles Project. That's a team of four USC graduate students who walked the whole LA River over six days in August. Hi, my name is Nina Whitehorn, and I am the ecologist and cartographer on the project. Hi, my name is Hannah Michael Flynn, and I am the urban planner studying access and experience of walking the river. And we are with the USC uh, Master of Landscape Architecture and Urbanism program. I have to ask the obvious question, why walk the whole river? In the LA River Master Plan, which is a really thoughtful and cool document, they go through all 51 miles of the river and they compare all of these different data points about needs and opportunities and resources along each mile of the river. That master plan is a document put together over the last three years by LA County and Public Works. It catalogs every mile of the river and it's a 25-year plan to hit certain goals around the river's ecology, accessibility, flood control, and more. But the master plan itself acknowledges that there's a lot more qualitative like cultural, ground level, experiential data that's missing from that type of plan. We were thinking that this is this great way to get a comprehensive ground level look at the river. We're both from LA and we didn't know a lot about the river until kind of later, but it's this opportunity to have this 51 mile long connected resource for green space, for park equity, for anti-displacement measures and kind of advancing innovative policy, for ecological connectivity, for capturing stormwater, for all sorts of stuff. So I think even though you've, people have lived here 
all their lives, most of their lives, some years. Their relationship to the river is very all over the place. So since you guys hung out at the river for six days <laughs> and studied it and observed it, how do you feel like the LA River is at with its relationship with the LA public residence community? I think the LA River as it is now is the result of a lot of unintended consequences. The areas that we walked through that were totally concrete, we'd see bits of vegetation kind of popping through the cracks, like spontaneous bouquets almost, and holes that people had torn in fences to get through to the river in areas that made sense for them. There are trails, but they don't connect very well. The concrete in general, the fact that it floods or has stinky algae in certain parts is all kind of not thought about because the river was made as it is, encased in concrete like it is, just for the singular goal of shuttling out any rainwater, any stormwater as quickly as possible so that we could build as close to the river as possible. So it's really kind of economics and real estate. And you know, you find areas where people have started to make their own portion, their own, like you'll see graffiti or you'll see like basically what people have made into their living rooms. I actually mapped out all of the shopping carts that we saw on the walk. Just have like a million people living within, what is it, an hour of the river? So it's gonna take time. There's a lot of people who still think you the LA River or we have a river, but then there's a lot of people who are either have loved the river for a long time um, and have their own activism or art or fight that they've been fighting. Um, and then there's increasingly more and more like newly minted river fans, river heads. So in general, I think it's just a lot of a lot of small decisions made it the way it was. Uh, and then a lot of small decisions will make it into what it'll be. It's also really interesting because uh, in the parts that don't have established recreational programming, it's this like kind of fully unregulated space in the midst of very regulated spaces surrounding it, especially in like the industrial areas in like Fernan and downtown. People sort of come to the river channel, I don't know, for all sorts of activities, but it's like an informal recreational space. It's like a place for informal housing. It has a lot of different functions that sort of operate outside of the municipal system, even though it's such an integral part of the municipal system itself. The river passes through a lot of middle income, lower income communities, a lot of communities of color, and it's really important. Everybody who is thinking about the future of the LA River thinks about who is part of the river now and how to make sure that those people are taking the lead for its future. The team walked from the start of the river in Canoga Park and wrapped up at the estuary in Long Beach. They passed through spots like Atwater, Frogtown, Downtown, Vernon, and Compton. Because of the heat wave in August, they were out at the river at 5.30 in the morning and got out of the sun at 1 in the afternoon. Despite the walk being physically and mentally tough, the team did find the time for play as they were exploring. There was the LA River musical, hypothetical musical that we came up with that um, we, it has a great theme song, but we can't sing it for you now. And then Nina and I realized that we both were in choir like in high school because of that and shared some really embarrassing childhood memories from that. And this kind of play is actually also crucial information for researching the river. 
since we are designers and we're interested in part how people experience and benefit from this public infrastructure and public spaces, I think being able to actually experience what it's like to just vibe is really important. That is actually data that we use as professionals. It's yeah. just how you feel walking through different portions of the yeah. river. It's like, are you really viscerally uncomfortable? There was one portion where it was in the box channel um, where the walls are completely vertical. We're about to enter the box channel portion and we're wearing booties. And it was probably like ankle high water that was, it's a very industrial area. So it was like pretty much just sewage, storm water runoff, like toxic, but probably like a true biohazard. You can probably guess where this story is going. As they were walking, Nina realized there were holes in her protective booties, and she was coming into contact with all the hazards in that water. But just the like true realization that humans are just completely not meant to occupy this channel. It is fully, fully for flood control in this portion, and it's actually like really unsafe um, to be, yeah, in in this exact spot and try and navigate through it. We'll be back with more of the crafty ways this team navigated some tougher parts of the river right after this break. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis, or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. And we're back. Nina was in charge of route finding on the trip. Her job was making sure the team had safe entry and exit points on the river. We did a lot of trespassing. Um, I'd say that most of our entry and exits were trespassing. It was a lot of holes in the fence, a lot of hopping fences, and that's just sort of the nature of navigating the entirety of the river as it is right now. This is the point where I'll tell you, do not try this on your own. The group had a plan and a lot of tools. Still, the walk had its dangers. So I was curious about the role safety played. They didn't always feel safe. It felt a little precarious for a lot of it. And we brought a lot of materials in case something went awry. Like I had wire cutters in case we got trapped behind a portion of the fence. We didn't have to use them at all. I was trying to avoid destroying public property or private property. Um, but these were the things that we were thinking about. I think it was really, really illuminating of, of the current state of the river just because so much of the time we were like, we are not supposed to be here, let's keep moving. And there were certain areas, um, including one area where we had to do quite a bit of trespassing that there were actually these footholds that made it very easy to get through because it was clear other people were doing this as well and it was almost this informal path that already existed. 
yeah, lots, lots and lots and lots of modifications to the fences, to the gates, to make it more accessible. We're definitely not the only people who have tried to access this infrastructure that either intentionally or unintentionally is shutting them out. And we know that LA as a city is really lacking accessible green and recreational spaces. I feel like there's two extremes of like you're very much in a like, you know, commercial area to shop or do whatever, or you're like out in the Angeles National Forest. And I think that that in-between is really special to find. And the area that we're in feels like a really good example of that in-between where you're very much in the city, but, you know, right where we're standing, it's like we're underneath all of these huge shade trees and it's, you know, there's water and rocks and other organic materials. And I, I feel like the LA River, portions of the LA River like this can be a precedent for, for other public green space in the future. And there is a lot of beauty to be found here. In the Sepulveda Basin, it is a very clean horizontal line going across the river. You can just stand there, like up on the bank of the channel like I am now, and stand in the middle of it where one half is just dry, you know, beige concrete and tons of trash, and the other half is dense, dense, dense vegetation. I'd call it forest-like. It's like a riparian forest, a willow forest. And then shortly after you go there, you go on to an underpass um, where there's more kind of water pooling, less vegetation probably because it's in the shade. And it has this, it was so peaceful. All the willows immediately outside were covered in fluff. So it was almost like snow and then you go underneath this and the arches in the infrastructure holding up this overpass, the light kind of streams through them in a way that almost feels cathedral-like. I think that was one of my favorite spaces on the river the entire walk, which I, I definitely wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, and I'd just say uh, the river feels like a friend now. The team is still figuring out what to do with all the data they collected. A book and documentary are in the works, and Hannah and Nina are hoping that sharing this on-the-ground experience will shape the future of accessibility on the river, even if change is slow. As much as a document like the LA River Master Plan, or just kind of how politicians like to think, or how designers who make really splashy designs like to think it's not going to happen all at once and it's going to be the result of more and more people understanding how their own particular lives and the systems they engage with are connected to the river and I think a lot of them are. Thanks to Hannah Michael Flynn and Nina Whitehorn for coming back to the river to tell us all about their experience. You can follow them on Insta at 51miles or go to 51miles.com to read more about the project and follow along for more updates. That's it for us today. If you love this episode, be sure to rate and subscribe. It really helps us out. And I want to know if you've hung out at the river lately. Write to us at howtola at scpr.org and tell us how it went. If you want to learn more about activities you can do on the river, be sure to go back and check out our kayaking episode. We'll link that for you in the show notes. Ride LA. See y'all tomorrow. This episode was produced by Victoria Alejandro. 
Our other team members are Evan Jacoby, Monica Bushman, Megan Botel, and Erica Washington. Hasmik Pagosian engineers the show. Megan Larson is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Support for this program is provided by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes LA a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.